Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining in for this broadcast. And this is a product of BevNet, short for the Beverly Nation, and this is the BevNet Sports Report. And I'm your host, Brother Robert Robert Hudson. And um, this broadcast is also brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. And the topic for tonight is don't take it personal. Everyone gets called the F word from time to time. And we'll get a deeper look from this, you know, from the locker room from coast to coast. Uh, We appreciate all our online listeners and all of our listeners that are calling via phone. And that phone number to call in if you're online, if you want to participate via phone, that phone number is 722. Four 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 seven four four four, and you're going to press the pound number, and you're going to press uh, press one four five two three four pound, and then you're going to press the number one pound to listen in. And if you want to participate in the conversation, you're going to hit star eight, and uh, we're glad you bring you in when we can. Now, let me just tell you, you know my uh, my my first show here on uh, Bevnet. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and um, and we're going to continue that also. So uh, let's just get into it right now. And I'm just going to let you know that um, just to give you a little background on me, uh, just in case you haven't, uh, you know, heard on my my, my first show. <clears throat> you know, um, me, I, I I'm an open guy. You know, um, I'm a fair guy, and a lot of things I don't have a closed mind. So when I when I report to you, and I give you reports, I want to tell you how I learned you know, how to be uh, not only, uh, uh, you know, a sports reporter, but just a reporter, you know, just technically working in newsrooms, you know. And, and one of the things that I've learned is that there's negative ways to bring stories and there's positive ways to bring stories. Now, the negative ways to bring story, stories is you want to hit that story and that deadline on a Tuesday. And the reason why is because Mondays, everybody, they're just getting back to work. They're not really paying attention to, you know, uh, the headlines. So Tuesday is when you hit the powerful impact stories to get everybody talking around the water cooler. Now, to lessen the effect, you want stories to hit either Friday evening, Friday afternoon, or Saturday afternoon. Reason being is because all events really start at Saturday nights, where as far as concerts, sporting events, college football, uh, actually NFL football, or the main events on uh, you know NBA uh, sports are going to be Sunday nights, where you know you're counting on the uh, the Joel Embiid's or the you know um, Kyrie Irvin's you know, scoring the 40 or 50 points that night, whereas though the sports or the, the you know, the, the, the main news leak that you're leaking, it's going to be forgotten about. So let me, just, let me tell you that. So I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm broadcasting on this Wednesday. So let me just tell you now, when – I brought my topic up. It was something that has happened, and it's been happening for a while. 
And what it is, the F word has been leaked out from time to time on national TV and, you know, sometimes, you know, um, doing live, you know, sporting events. And now we, we have, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm not leaking this story. What I'm, what I'm doing is I'm just putting out to the forefront. Now, when I say the F word, I'm talking about faggot. Now, I know they're, you know, the, the gay and lesbian tax force, I know they're, they're powerful, and, you know, I know they um, have a lot of followers. And, and trust me, you know, everybody in America has at least, you know, uh, one member or their family member that is homosexual. But to put everything in perspective and just put everything in just, you know, the right light, the way it should be presented, let me just tell you, when the word faggot is used, it's not like the word nigger. Okay, now, even though I don't even like saying that word, I don't like hearing it, you know, we always hear a lot of young people that flies around. The F word, the faggot word, is used in all sports. No matter what happens, no matter if somebody's doing something good or if they're doing something bad. And, you know, the best way to present this is, like I said, I'm going to put myself to the forefront. I'm stepping forward, and I'm just going to say, you know, this word is not going away. You know, and... I'm sure, you know, uh, my LGBT, you know, uh, friends and, you know, whoever you are, you know, I'm not, I can't say I'm, that I'm, I'm friends with you, but I know that, you know, after this conversation tonight that you, you're going to get a good understanding. And if not, hey, you know what, uh, maybe in the future we can reach an agreement and let you know that, listen, when people say the word faggot, Potentially anybody can be a faggot, whether you're a man or woman or anything, or if it's a bad situation. The thing is, is that you can't take this personal. And the thing is, this this driving me crazy is that people are getting fired. People are losing, you know, their statue because at any time, anybody, you know, just, Bear with me. Anybody can be a faggot. And when I say the word faggot, it's not as derogative as you think it is. And so let me help you desensitize this word. And it's not like the the, the N-word. Like I said, I have family members that are, you know, that are, you know, gay or homosexual or whatever way, you know, the proper way to say it, but, you know, the only way I, I, you know, I properly know how to say it is that, you know, this is, you know, a family member of mine, and, you know, they're of uh, this persuasion or, hey, listen, you know what, judge them like, you know, you know, if you will, but that is my family member. So, you know, now, coming from my perspective, I'm going to let you know how I go about this word and how it's you know, how it is presented. And then I'll go ahead and, um, you know, I'll, I'll go deeper as far as, you know, how I've um, 
found a news story, and it, it's I'm not going to, you know, throw a bombshell at you, and I'm not going to throw names. I'm just going to give you directions, and you, you know, take it from, you know, where you want to. But, you know, during my day, you know, I, I do my, my job, and most people, you know, they perform their jobs and their functions, you know, no matter what, you know, what they're they're doing in their statue of life. And, you know, from time to time, you know, it takes me an hour, you know, about an hour to travel to work, about an hour to come home, you know. You know, when I'm traveling to work, you know, most of the time I'm listening to uh, traffic reports or whatever, uh, you know, a station that I know that's, you know, playing something that's information pertinent to me to get to work, you know, and, you know, no matter what it is. The information I'm hearing while I'm driving around these maniacs, and this maniacs, I drive through uh, I-95, and let me tell you, coast to coast, I've been around a lot of parts of, of the country, and, you know, I'm familiar with the 8s and um, D.C. and, you know, the 4s and, you know, L.A., and, yes, they're all a mess. And even though you can say in uh, Wild Hell from right now is uh, Phyllis of Pennsylvania, you know, we got the two, you know, the the 76s and the 95s. But, you know, all in all, you know, we had to deal with traffic and we were, we're, we're dealing with idiots. And basically you can just determine it in two ways. Somebody's driving too fast or somebody's driving too slow, no matter what the conditions is. Whether it's a clear day, you know, somebody's just Zoom and they just got to, you know, oh, I just got to do this to the max. Mm, you see somebody going by 120, like you're doing 70, like, you know what? That don't make no sense. Or, you know, it's raining, you know, and somebody's doing 35 miles per hour and, you know, speed limit is 65. And you're like, you know what? Everybody's usually doing 60 or, or you know, 65 at the, the minimum. Well, look at this guy. You know, he thinks it's so bad that he has to do 40 miles per hour. So, you know, do all that humble bumble. And like I said, I'm going to put this about myself. And I'm going to present this story, you know, through me. And I'll just let you know how things, you know, how things go and how I pertain this. And because guess what? You know, I'm going to tell you how potentially I became a faggot to somebody. Okay, so, you know, one day, you know, after going through all my traffic and, you know, I travel, you know, 52 miles to my, my job and 52 miles back. And most of the time, I'm dealing with idiots on the road. But when you get a clear understanding of traffic rules, it's like stop signs and stuff like that. And so once I get into traffic, you know, I tend to turn my radio up. You know, and sometimes I might hear you know, uh, like I said, I'm not throwing a CD in or anything like that. I'm just turning the radio on just to hear something that, you know, I probably want to hear. So, you know, I might hear something like, uh, yeah, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, B. Whoa. Go ahead, B. Okay, go ahead, girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
ahead, B. Go ahead, girl. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm all into that. You know, even though I don't believe all that stuff she's saying, but the beat's there. You hear her? I'm there. I'm singing with her. Go ahead, B. Yeah, B. And then... Hey, faggot, the light's green. Move it. You know what? I just experienced a faggot moment. You know what? Guess what? You know what? Next thing I'm going to do, I'm out of here, you know? And, you know, like I said, I, I just, I just couldn't believe that I, I've done that. But, hey, guess what? You know what? At certain moments, like I said, you know, don't take it personal. I ain't take it personal. You know what? All of a sudden, I unwinded, you know, and the light turned green. And guess what? I was all into the bees beat, song, and all that, you know? But I don't think that that guy calling me a faggot really offended me. He didn't. And he, he really didn't. You know, and we've heard all of the the hubbub of our, our, our president, you know, Donald Trump, saying all kinds of things. And so, you know, to, you know, to my, my, my gay and lesbian, you know, um, uh, people that may be listening, you know, don't, don't take it personal. Because potentially anybody can be a faggot. And I'm just, you know, like I said, I put myself out there. And guess what? That's happened more than one time. All right, so, you know, so we just need to, you know, you know, hey, hey, let up, let up. So now, getting into um, what all this means. Now, there, there's a sports reporter that's, um, you know, gay, homosexual, you know, how, however that you want to, you know, um, present it. Uh, he was in a locker room, and... You know, there there was a guy that said, "Hey, you know," uh, he asked him a, a, a question like, um, "You know, how does it feel to uh, score the winning goal?" And he says, "What kind of faggot question is that?" So, you know, uh, but by that being said, you know, going back to my situation and it's going into the situation of where. You know, the guy honked his horn, you know, at me when the light turned green and, hey, we're ready to go. You know, sometimes there are, are, are things that, you know, we as men, and it's not like the Jeremy Shockey thing that happened years ago in New York, in the New York locker room where he says, hey, it better not be any uh, gay guys in my locker room or if not, oh, yeah, we'll deal with them. No, it's not like that. And. You know, uh, you know, I understand, you know, um, gay people, you know, back in, you know, maybe the uh, late 80s may have dealt with things like that. But, you know, right now, you know, these are times where, you know, everybody is sensitive to everybody's feelings and stuff like that. So now going back to, you know, the guy that, 
you know, um, has said this. Now, and, and this is, like I said, this is not breaking news at this moment right now. But once that, you know, everybody knows that, you know, hey, BevNet has, um, you know, we, we're on the forefront and we are have our, we have our ear to the ground and, you know, we've got our foot, you know, you know, we got our foot, we got our feet stomping. So now um, the reporter has, you know, gone into the National Gay and Lesbian um, Task Force and he's asked them to put pressure on the owner of the team. And so now this player right now, he's not employed as far as, you know, as far as we know. He's, he's not employed. Now, you can draw the, the lines right there. But what I'm saying right there is when the story breaks, don't forget, this is on the sports reporter with Robert Hudson on the BevNet Sports Report. So, you know, um, I'm just going to let, you know, just let you know, as far as I said, I put myself out there and I put myself, you know, I let everybody understood, you know, my position. Now, the position that, you know, uh, the player, like certain players, now certain players can be taken out of context. Now there is a, there is a soccer player, and how I present this to you, I just want to let you know that I'm not outing anybody, but you know when you know people put themselves out in the forefront, where they they say I can do what I want, I can present myself the way I want. That's up for the people to decide. Well. If you decided that or if you think that person is, you know, gay or, you know, lesbian or whatever, they presented it that way. They didn't say, I am gay or I am lesbian or I am heterosexual. Now, the only person I think that you should worry about, you know, is yourself. And this is the whole, uh, like, the part of the topic that I'm saying. Don't worry about, you know, what sexual preferences someone is, you know, except for yourself. And when you are, you know, being judgmental, sometimes somebody could fairly misjudge you. You know, and I, and like I said, you know, I'm going to put myself to the forefront. Now, I, I do remember, like I said, during the time and the situation of, you know, when I was at the trap, you know, the traffic sign and, you know, the whole situation and, you know, everybody can find themselves in a situation where, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're relaxed. You're thinking it's cool to do something. It's not like you're in the shower. You have the comfort of your own home. But sometimes, you know, when someone looks at, you know, what you're doing and they judge it, like way left of what, you know, you're doing, which is relaxing, enjoying yourself, even though the light is, you know, within, you know, 30 or, or 40, 60 seconds, you know, it's going to change. You know, you're totally relaxed. And now we're going to go, you know, um, 
I'm just going to pause that for there. I'm going to go back to that in a little bit now. In the world of sports, where I just want to report on, you know, our, you know, just give a report on our president, where he, um, he has to be, you know, his name is Trump, and he has to trump everything. And so, I'm just going to go back into um, last week, and last week. You know, President Trump, he did a nice thing for uh, three uh, basketball players from UCLA, and one of them was um, one of the ball kids. And the thing I didn't appreciate, you know, even though, listen, um, in certain countries, certain laws are, you know, are, you know, kind of out there and they're kind of extreme from what we're used to dealing with. But when you're talking about teenagers in foreign lands, you know, uh, sometimes without the right proper adult supervision, things can go wrong, and that's what happened. And, you know, uh, you're talking about serving 10 years in a Chinese prison, you know, um, that's pretty serious. And he, he stepped in, but the only thing that I didn't like was that um, when they were, you know, before they their, their airplane arrived back here in the you know, United States, he asked them to um, thank him. And, you know, with that being said, I got I do have a caller and so we're going to bring that caller on, and then we'll get back to that uh, that that topic there, and we'll wrap you know some other things up. So, caller, how you doing? This is Brother Robert, and uh, how you doing? This is the sports reporter, and uh, welcome. Yes, yes, Robert. Thank you so much for welcoming me to your program here tonight. I was just stumbled in upon your show and was was listening and. I wasn't sure. I was kind of still stuck on the uh, the first topic that you were discussing. Where I don't know, are you are you like some kind of truck driver or something to where this this driver honks at you and yells this uh, obscene comment at you, directed to you? Uh, no, I'm just an everyday uh, everyday man. Uh, going back and forth to work, and, you know, hey, you know, like I said, you know, like I was describing, like I said, that's why I put myself in the situation because, you know, I do think that, you know, our our choice of words as men amongst each other, you know, sometimes they're not, you know, um, the proper thing to say, but we do get the point once it's said, and it's not saying that, you know, uh, even though it's a slur, it's not a slur to, you know, demean us. It's like to, to let us know, like, hey, you know, I'm ready to go. You know, can you move it along? Oh, you know, it's I not see. like, and, and it's like, you know, like I said, I'm I'm an older gentleman, and there's some things and there's some words that, yeah, my ears are sensitive to, but I'm not oversensitive. I can develop thick skins, you know, when I hear certain things. I can overlook certain things that said, and some things I can't. I see. I see. A very, very good point uh, that you're that you're making. Uh, I think. I don't know. I mean, so you're not a truck driver after all? No, I'm not. I I, I do. All right. So to, to describe what ha- what happens is I drive an average of 104 miles a day, 52 miles up, 52 miles back through two states. So you know, I, I do uh, run into a lot of different people. 
uh, when you do, you know, travel through multiple states, sometimes, you know, um, no matter, you know, where you're going, you never know. And they may be doing the same thing. So I may not know which states they're traveling, from, you know, from east or west or, you know, north or south. So, you know, um, you know, I will run into a lot of people. Oh, I see. I see. So what are some of the comments that you haven't quite developed uh, thick skin? You know, if someone, let's say someone, you know, just walks up to you one day and says, hey, nigger, I mean, have you developed that's, that's, that's thick enough right skin? To, you know, yeah, that's it right there. Now, I've, I've heard, like I said, it, it's the way the context is used. Now, I've heard, you know, um, I'm an African-American guy, and, you know, I've heard, um, like, a couple of white guys, like I said, I, you know, to me, you know, I've I've lived where I heard, you know, my great-grandfather, he was alive, you know, when I was about, I say the last time I remember seeing him alive was about eight years old. And, you know, when he would hear the N-word, he would say, you know, he'll look around, he would say, you know, that's not a good word to say, you know, that's not a good word to hear. And, you know, and, you know, someone would say, well, why? Or I can say it or, you know, and he would say, you know what, you know, one of my friends would get hurt or one of my, my friends was killed. So I kind of actually felt the emotions of the N word. Now, if I see a couple of white guys say the N word, they don't understand the hurt behind it. You know, they like a couple of white guys say, Hey, oh, that's my nigga right there. You know, I know they're not saying like, Oh, like nigga, we gonna string him up, you know, things like that on that nature. So yeah, like I said, there's words I'm I'm sensitive to, you know, to, and I can develop a, a thick, you know, a thick skin too. And um, you know, right now, um, I know um, our caller got disconnected, but you know, if he will, you know, I just like to thank the caller for uh, you know coming on and um, you know asking me, you know, in detail of how I came to. Uh, you know, to the description and the feelings uh, and and the certain, you know, um, adjectives I can describe to words and how I can, you know, separate myself from things. And, you know, just like, you know, he was saying if someone would call me a nigger and I'm saying, like, you know, to the, you know, um, anybody in the, you know, the gay community, I hope you don't mind me saying it that way, but if someone would say a faggot or something like that, you know, they can understand you know, the context that is being used. You know, it's something not, you know, to be taken personal. You know, um, I remember, you know, um, it was Isaiah Thomas, uh, not the Isaiah Thomas of, you know, from the um, Cleveland Cavaliers right now, but the Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons. And on live national TV, when um, the Chicago Bulls finally beat him, he said, you know, about Michael Jordan, I couldn't believe that faggot made that shot. You know, so we have to understand that even though he said it, you know, that way, and to break it down, all right, so say, you know, me being Robert, and I know how I am, and I know how, how I am in stature, if someone says Robert is a fat, lazy bastard, okay, so now let's break that down. 
Now let's let's say I'm not fat, but you know, uh, let's just say I was fat, and let's just say I was not I'm not lazy, and I'm not a bastard because you know, both of my parents married themselves. You know, so you know they married to each other. So what brought out or probably my you know potential rage in that statement was it the fact that I was fat? No. Was it the fact that I'm a bastard? No. Well, what about being lazy? So now when you, you look at it, you know, you, you look at the terms and the way the, the the way the wording was said, you can say, hey, you know, I can deal with that because, you know, hey, you know what? Okay, well, they say it was true. I'm fat. And you can say, hey, you know what, if you break things down in terms and say, hey, you know what, he may not be fast to do things, he could be lazy. But, the, the, you know, the term, I can say, whoa, I'm a bastard? What? You know, so we have to understand and we have to break down the terms and the way things are, you know, and the derogatives and the way they're used. And, you know, the point I'm getting at, you know, basically overall is sports athletes, they're regular people. You know, all in all, you know, they make mistakes like anybody, you know, but they're exemplified. And the word, you know, faggot is going to be used in locker rooms. They're going to be used loosely around reporters that they get used to talking to, you know, from especially from their hometown or, you know, the town that they represent at the time. Or maybe somebody they played in college, you know, the town they played in college. And you know, sports reporters are always going to try to get an angle, and they're going to always try to, if they can't have a breaking story, they're going to always try to have that negative spotlight where they can, you know, they can grab and cultivate the public and ignite them. And how you ignite somebody, like I said, when I use my name in a term as being a lazy, fat bastard, that's how sports reporters do it and how they do it. And this is funny. And, you know, the first thing they're going to put a little positive shine on someone and then they bring them down. So, you know, uh, that's the old school of, you know, uh, sports reporting and how they did it in newspapers. What they would do is they bring somebody up and then they would, you know, knock them down. And that's what's going on now with, you know, um, the, the F word being flied around, you know, in the locker room. And a lot of, you know, we have a lot of good young dynamic players in the NBA particularly where they're, they're, they're shining. And right now reporters are more like, you know, coaches. Now coaches, don't have the talent, but coaches have the eye for talent. They can put, you know, the player in particular, you know, spots where they can shine. But right now, you know, the NBA, you know, uh, right now, uh, the NBA, the NBA is actually elevating itself. And right now, you know, um, you're going to hear about a lot of, you know, uh, NBA players about them saying the F word in the locker room. And that's the reason why I'm just want to let everybody know to understand 
that, you know, before you criticize someone, you know, place yourself in their shoes. You know, place themselves. And a lot of NBA players are from either inner cities or inner city settings. And even if the, the NBA players that did come from the suburbs, they're playing in inner city colleges. They're playing wherever anybody can draw them in. And, you know, it's like, hey, the best man wins. Hey, I got, you know, there are, you know, there are about 100 LeBron potential James right now in the United States playing high school basketball. And this is from coast to coast. Can you imagine 100 LeBron James? out there in the country, potentially. And at the young age, what are you going to do when they start talking the N-word and the F-word? You're going to ignore it. And you just figure, hey, you know what, with their personality and charisma, or if they have enough personality and charisma to pull it off, you know what, guess what? Everybody will be saying it, or That'll be the new uh, slang word, you know, that we're going to be throwing around right now. But right now, potentially, if he can pull off, he can pull off. and not, you know, we'll rein him in. And that's the whole thing with the young kids. And this is where, you know, the parenting comes in. Trust me, when, you know, in about five years, there's going to be about you know, the NBA and the averages out of NBA, you know, NBA averages out with, you know, there's a lot of talented kids out there right now today that has potential to be LeBron James, but they won't make it. Out of the 100 kids that I'm talking about, and you can see them every year in the McDonald Classics, and if you don't believe me, you can Google up McDonald Classics on YouTube right now today. And you can look at everybody that played in the McDonald Classics, even the ones that, you know, uh, came close to uh, competing with LeBron James when he came out in the McDonald's Classics. And find out where they're at right now today. You'll see the dynamic moves, how they look so much better than the other players. But did that equate to them going to the NBA? No, it did not. At that particular time, in that particular you know, they, they're, you know, the age and, and time, and, and, you know, the particular dynamics of the politics that was what goes on in sports in the NBA, sometimes you just don't make it. You know, um, and I'm not saying this because um, I'm not a fan of him, but Sam Cassell was like one of the ugliest dudes. But he was one of the ugliest dudes on the most championship-producing teams. And it was like everybody had to have a Sam Cassell. But I don't never seen a woman that's like, yo, Sam Cassell, I got to have that guy. No, I haven't heard any woman say that. You know, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he, with his fame and fortune, you know, hopefully he's married to a woman that, you know, is actually saying that to him. But, you know, through, you know, all in all in the thick and thin, you know, like I said, that's my opinion. You know, um, you know, and if he has a wife or, or a girlfriend, you know, 
no offense to what I'm saying, you know, uh, love the dude. You know, he got championship rings. And he did what he could. He put his all on the court. Appreciate him for it. But, you know, as, as I was saying, it's just one person's opinion over another. You know, we have to make sure that when we put things in pers- perspective, we uh, look at it from a, a even kill. You know, we make sure that we don't, we're not, you know, um, yeah, we, we you know, we're not we're not just looking at it one sided, you know. And when I say you know, make sure you put your feet in somebody else's shoes. I really mean that. Like, put your feet in somebody else's shoes. Like, is there any kind of information that you really don't want out there that gets out there? You know, and if it does, are you going to deny it or are you going to say, you know what, I'll own up to it, I'll admit it. Yeah, that's me. And sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, sometimes we can't do it. You got to think about, like, some people are, you know, they can play both sides of, of, of a fence. And they can benefit, you know, benefit from it monetarily. Now, I can't think of any, you know, um, any person that, besides a soccer player. And which, you know, that's pretty much international. So, you know, um a lot of things that we're we're privy to and that we are, have closed minds to. Soccer players, you know, um they're pretty much, you know, they they're worldwide and they're privy to a lot of money because there's a lot of, you know, um not gonna put it this way where nobody gets offended. There's a lot of companies that support uh, the gay community and also the heterosexual community, but it's just like they they just like want to make sure that the gay community is comfortable and not only comfortable, but comfortable with their product and let them know that, hey, you know, um, you're welcome to use our product. You know, uh, and, you know, just getting to, you know, wrap things up real, you know, real quick before we end the show. Uh, football is uh, a sport I really love. And let me just tell you, the uh, the front runners are out there as far as when I spin the globe, and I'm just going to go spin the globe, and we're going to go to uh, Oakland. And when I go to Oakland, the Oakland Raiders, I remember when they were the L.A. Raiders, and I remember how everybody was happy to have that uh, that white and black jacket with that the guy with the patch on his eye. I don't see too many of them folks all over the country no more. And I wonder why, even though they got um, you know, Marshawn Lynch over there, and that was one of my favorite players over there in Seattle, and you know um. They have a nice quarterback, you know, in Carr. And um, let me go a little bit east, you know, um, while I'm picking on teams. And I'll go back to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't even know I should call them Cowboys. I should call them Cowgirls. But, um, you know, uh, Dak Prescott was the best thing undiscovered. They thought that, that was the next Tom Brady. You know, he was just, you know, he got picked in the fourth round. And now... Uh, he looks just like an average quarterback, which is a shame, you know, a shame. 
And Ezekiel Elliott, you know, um, he proved that he was that top pick that he was. You know, the number four pick that they picked, you know, and um so yeah, they didn't the Cowboys didn't get it wrong when they picked, you know, uh Ezekiel Elliott in the first round and Dak Prescott in the fourth round. So, you know, everybody knows that Dak Prescott is a fourth round draft pick when you see him now and how he's dealing with um, you know, uh the the players that he has around him and uh when he has less talent. So you know, hey guys, you know, it's uh Thanksgiving time pretty soon and I know your families, you know, they're they're getting that turkey together either now or at some point and making sure that it's gonna be ready, you know, I'm just gonna let everybody know, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving, you know, be around family. Um, you know, just make sure that, you know, you cherish the time that you're spending with them here at this Thanksgiving. And hey, you know what? You know, everything I said it's just my opinion, and I just want to make sure that was my opinion that was being presented. And I just don't want anybody to think that you can't have your own opinion. So make sure you have your opinion. And, hey, you know, either your opinion changes after you hear a certain point of view or, hey, you just put yourself in that person's shoes and, you know, you understand that person. If not, you know, sometimes we can't always come to an understanding, but sometimes we always know that, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we're all p- different people and we all have different attitudes and, you know, different like ways. And as long as we respect each other and say, hey, you that's that person and I'm that person, we're all good. Okay, so uh, make sure that, uh, you know, no matter what you do, you be a winner. We all can't be winners, but if you're losing, you just, just be gracious in doing it. And right now, it's time for our CEO to come on, and he's going to wrap everything up all together. Let's go, buddy. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for a great show, and uh, thank you for what you do for us and what you can, will continue to do for us on a constant basis. And, of course, like, like, like Brother Rob Huston says, the views and opinions of Rob Huston are not necessarily the views of ONE Dynasty and its affiliates, but that's fine because that's why we have a forum out here. Each one of my hosts, have the audacity and right to say what's on their mind. And he did it in a wonderful way that it wasn't offensive to anybody. He was trying to, to explain to you that it's with, especially in the sports realm, it gets too, it gets too sensitive. And I, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you know, back in the, you know, the baseball years when the Italians, many, many times Joe DiMaggio was called the Daga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Many times. Yes. Uh, uh, Roberto Clemente was called a spit. And, and not only that, the Roberto Clemente had it real bad. Because not only was he uh, Puerto Rican, but he's also an African Puerto Rican. So he, you know, mm. you talking about, you, are you talking about uh, uh, racism on both levels? You don't know racism like, unless, you, unless you talk to Roberto Clemente. Remember, now he had to come to a country that he didn't even know the language, Rob, and then went down south to play ball, and then was like, uh uh-uh, uh, what do you mean? This is a nigga that can't that speak Spanish? <laughs> you know, so he went through hell. So that 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 right there. So trust me, brother. I mean, a lot of people are just uh, very very sensitive, and uh, and I understand that. You know, in the, you know in the sports world it is what it is. In the real world, we have to what we say, and that is that is. I don't care what it is. I don't care who you are. I want to thank the caller. We called in from Southeast Texas. We appreciate you, uh, and he really challenged Rob tonight, and we appreciate Rob handling himself the way he needs to accordingly. And Great, great dialogue. 
And, of course, here we go with tonight. Tonight, in a little less than 15 minutes, we go with our brother, Markel Bagley. And he's asking the question, what is friendship? Huh? What is it, really? Talk, talk to me about it. And that's going to be on Abstract by Markel Bagley, 9 o'clock, over on Determined and Motivated Online Now, NetworkOfTalkShoe.com, right there, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard. And Beverly Nation is advertising through O-N-E, which is Oladeli and Gozi Enterprises. And you can reach us, of course, at www.lookingglassentertainment.wordpress.com as well. As still, Ngozi Primetime 1 at Damon.com. We have our own .com, by the way. And, of course, we are Ngozi Primetime at Twitter, Ngozi Time at Instagram, Oladeli, Pinterest, and Google+. Oladeli Malewa Ngozi at Facebook was our business page, the BevNet Sports Page Report. And, of course, what more can I say? Uh, Beverly Nation Online Radio as well. Any comments or suggestions to our programming? Oladeli.ngozi, but my and gmail.com. So, for the last minute and a half. You have Brother Rob Hudson right here as the one and only Beverly Nation. Thank you, Brother. No problem, no problem. Uh, thank you so much, Brother O. And uh, Brother O, I just want to ask you, uh, are you an Oakland Raiders fan? I am a Los Angeles Raider fan, an Oakland Raider fan, and soon to be a Las Vegas Raider fan, Brother. I'm from okay, California. I just, wanted, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, so how do you feel about the, the Raiders moving to Las, uh, Las Vegas. I love it. Not, I mean, it doesn't matter. They're not in Los Angeles. So all the people that's crying in Oakland, I could care less. Remember now, we lost them in Los Angeles. You know I'm my boo-hooing for anybody in Oakland. That's my thought. <laughs> well, you know, this, this, this would never be, be happening if it was for, you know, Al, if Al Davis was still here. You know, well, Oakland. well, he's not. And there you are, brother. <laughs> and now back to Rob Hudson. <laughs> And uh, you know, thanks, thanks so much, brother O, uh, for I, I just had to ask that question. And um, you know, you know, in closing, like I said, you know, earlier before, you know, um, you know, Thanksgiving is a time for to be, you know, to be with families, no matter what your differences is, or you know, what you who you you know who you support, or what you you know actually are are doing as far as your actions. And you know, we hope here, you know, with the you know the Beverly Nation. We hope that you take this time out to be with family. And if you don't know your family, get to know them, you know, or, you know, sometimes get to reconnect with your family member, whether it's a cousin, sister, brother, mother, uncle, whoever it is, just make sure you you take this time to get to know your family member and, and do that reconnection, you know, we only have one time and one time only on this earth. And just make sure that you, you know, love each other and love one another. And on that note, you know, I'm out. You know, uh, peace. Take care. See you next week or uh, next two weeks. <laughs>